Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The word pleasure is often tied to guilty pleasure, sinful pleasure. And... I've met too many entrepreneurs who have, who are burnt out, anxious, and who want to throw away their business because after working so hard, they don't really have that much bliss, joy, and pleasure in their lives. So I tilt the whole conversation, put it on its head and say, how good can you have it? How good are you allowing yourself to have it? And where do you stop and why? And then chasing bliss. Welcome to Think Business with Tyler, sharing our methods and strategies for success. Join in on our conversations with business owners as we highlight their triumphs and detail how they overcame the challenges they faced while continuing to grow and scale their business. It's time to think life, think success, and think business with your host, Tyler Martin. Hey, hey, welcome back. We have another awesome guest for you today. We are speaking with Fabienne Fredrickson. Fabienne is a business coach and an author. Her goal is to help business owners build seven-figure businesses while living their dream life. In this episode, we talk about how to reach new levels in your business. You're going to be surprised by this one, the two energy balances and why they matter. And finally, the key difference between an entrepreneur and an intrapreneur. Understanding these are game changers. Fabienne shares quite a few actionable items. You'll get a lot out of this if you want to balance growing a business while enjoying life. Let's talk with her now. Hi, Fabienne. Thanks for being on the Think Business with Tyler podcast show. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. It's great to be with you. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. So I always love to start out with you sharing a little bit about yourself, what you're doing these days and kind of what you got you here. Yeah. So I'm a business coach. If you want to just put a label on it, (laughs) (laughs) I've been a business coach mentor for 21 years. I've worked with tens of thousands of uh, clients and customers, mostly women. We love the guys too, but it's 98% women. And there are two things that I do. I just do it differently than other people. If someone's not yet at 10K a month, that you know, I teach them my client attraction system, but the whole idea is, and my sweet spot is taking somebody from overwhelmed at six figures to seven figures, multiple seven figures with their life back. And what that means is 14 to 16 weeks of unplugged vacations per year with a very high emphasis on quality of life while the business continues to scale. Love it. Wow, that's powerful. So 
your book, The Leverage Business. I've read it. Love it, by the way. You did really you. just a great job, great resource. I want to get into some things around the book and then some things that I know about you. Where I'd love to start is mindset. Mm. So it's your belief system. I mean, that's an important aspect for business owners. What are your thoughts around mindset and belief systems in terms of being successful and getting that scaling down? This is the place where most people don't spend enough time. Okay. We have, and I, and I taught a mindset retreat, thousands of people, tens of thousands of people. I taught it over 14 years. Wow. The strategy is there. You can, your one Google search away from how to launch a podcast, how to get to seven figures, all of that. It does not matter how much you know. What matters is how much you implement. And the reason I'm talking about this is that the implementation piece comes from your subconscious. We're going to go right in, right? <laughs> if you understand the difference between conscious and subconscious, which is what I relate to as your mindset, you realize that all actions and habits come from your subconscious, your mindset, you, you're a collection of your beliefs. Yeah a collection of your beliefs and your self-image. And let me step back a bit, Tyler. I have had the pleasure of working with all of these people and I would give them the client attraction system. I give them literally, this is how you're going to get to seven figures with your life back. Some people took it and ran with it. Some people questioned, resisted, procrastinated, analysis paralysis, self-doubt, and all of that. And when I got down to the nitty gritty of it, the collection of the belief systems and the self-image is what creates, is the origination of the, the actions. If you don't work on your mindset, you won't take action. So whenever there is resistance to implementation, it's not actually about lack of motivation. It's not about procrastination. It's that your self-image and beliefs, your programming does not match your goal. So at Boltart, we have, and we talk about it in the book, we have a mindset first methodology. I will not teach anybody in my programs any action until we first look at their belief systems, their feeling of deserving and worthiness around the thing that they want. And once we clear all the things that are not in alignment, then I show them how to do it. So mindset first methodology is what creates results that you have not been able to re to experience before. How often do you find when business owners come to you, is the mindset most of the time off and it needs some alignment, I guess I'll say, or is it more rare? I mean, what, what do you see in your, in your history of working with business owners? A hundred percent of the time. Really? Here's why. Yeah. If you understand, if you go deeper into everything that I've just said, you understand that the person you are today is the person who's creating the results that you're experiencing today. You want to be at a different level. You need to work on becoming that person in your mind's eye first. So where I am today is not going to create the new version of my business in my life. So to create a new version of my business in my life, I must look at what do I believe, what do I expect, and how do I see myself? And you want to reach that new level? You need to be that first. 
You need to feel deserving and worthy of it, that it is within your grasp and that it's, it's going to be yours. And once you expect it to be true, once you believe it to be true, you will take the actions which will get you there. The person you are today is not the person who is at your next level. You need to become that first. Fascinating. I love that. So want to shift gears a little bit around willpower. Sometimes people think, I kind of call it brute force. We almost feel like we can brute force it through willpower. And I know you have some thoughts around that in terms of that being like sustainable as a long-term solution. Can you share what you feel around just brute force willpower and really what is a better way approach on that? Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot to say about this. The first <laughs> one is a con- continuation of what we've already talked about. If you understand that the conscious mind is the thinking mind, it can choose what to focus on. So you could say, I want to make just round number. I want to make a million a year in my business with 14 weeks of vacation. That is a thought that you choose on your subconscious. That is a feeling mind and it will accept whatever it is given uh, repeatedly whether positive or negative. So the programming we receive when we are below the age of seven really sets us up for life unless we change that programming. When you understand that willpower comes from the conscious and actions, habits come from the subconscious and that 95% of actions are rooted in the subconscious, So if you believe and expect it, you will take the actions for it. If you believe you deserve it, if if you see yourself having it, you will take the actions. Most people are operating at a 5% when it comes to willpower. So I often say willpower can last three months, three weeks, three days, three hours, three minutes, three nanoseconds. (laughs) You do not, too many people are bumping up against their goals because they're trying to approach it from this willpower energy, which is a masculine energy. Okay. I will will myself to do this, right? (laughs) When you understand that the actions come from the subconscious, imagine the feminine energy, you plant a seed in the subconscious the tree will grow, okay? And so instead of spending so much time in willpower, which wears out very quickly, spend instead all your time working on your subconscious because it is really the root of all new results. Okay. I want to explore this masculine and feminine energy a little bit more. Is this... The willpower in itself, is that the main difference or does, that go, does it go deeper than that in terms of growing a business? Can you share a little bit more? I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, much deeper. In fact, I did a whole documentary, nine-minute documentary on this on the Bold Heart website on the programs page if anybody's interested in looking at what makes it, how do women succeed in business? Yeah. And what I've, what I've really been studying over all these years is that, if you will, Everything in business and really in life that is masculine is rewarded in our society. Hmm. So to be, and and many times, uh, the feminine is tolerated at best 
if not ridiculed. I'm just saying it. Do not shoot the messenger. <laughs> we could unpack that for another three hours. Yeah, it's uh, my brain's just racing in terms of where do I go with this? There's a lot here. I, I love it though. When I say this to a room full of hundreds and hundreds of women, they all nod. They know exactly what I mean. Okay? Yeah. So if you understand that the masculine is rewarded, the masculine way is rewarded when you are especially a woman in business and you are a high achiever who knows she is made for more, but that has not been really supported and I could, I could talk to you about babysitters and school nurses and the things that women say and the things that men say to women, et cetera, that does not actually support them being very successful in life. You realize that to be successful, well, I'm just going to be masculine in my approach to business, et cetera. And what happens, Tyler, is that we then are cutting off a half, 50% of our amazing ability to succeed. But let me break them down for you in terms of energy, not gender, because there are men who are, you know, more, sure. more of a creative feminine energy. So the masculine energy, if you look at it like yin and yang, yin and yang, okay? The masculine is light. The masculine is doing. The masculine is action. The masculine is linear. It is about thoughts. It is about competition, accumulation, etc. Right. The feminine energy is an energy of darkness and rest. Not darkness like dark, but more like, you know, light, sun and moon and dark. But it is, it is a being energy. It is an energy of collaboration. It's circular and cyclical, cyclical, cyclical. (laughs) (laughs) And it is more about feeling and intending. It is the subconscious energy versus the conscious willpower energy. And when you understand that, for me, I'll use myself as an example. When I'm only working in my masculine energy, I get drained very quickly. There is no more oil in the oil lamp to be able to shine. And because I've worked with so many thousands of women, you would be shocked at how many women come up to me and secretly say, I know that I could, but I can't anymore. I work harder, longer hours without paying myself enough than I ever would agree for myself than I would ever agree to work for somebody else. And Frankly, I'm burnt out. I'm running on fumes and I'm not, I feel like I have a mask that I wear all day. And when I say, just hang on, give me one year, give me two years, we're going to shift you not into your feminine energy, but into a 50 50, full yin and yang, where you, you are operating from the feminine energy and all the amazing things that will grow your business from that. And then in different times of the day, you move into your masculine and you go and do the hustle and all of that. When you've got both, if you look at, if you look at nature right now, Tyler, everything that works in nature is a combination of feminine and masculine energy. Okay. If there was only daylight, we wouldn't have vegetables, plants, fruits. If there was only nighttime, 
we wouldn't have vegetables, plants, fruits. We need a combination of both. We need hot, we need cold, we need wet, we need dry, we need all the things. And so why would that stop when it comes to business? Everything that works in the world is when we have a balance of masculine and feminine energy. So even when the few wonderful guys who come into the Bold Heart Business Program, I teach them how to use the feminine energy. In this case, it's about intending. It's about the the power of oxytocin in the community. It's about uh, the subconscious and being not always pushing so hard. And their results, it's like their bigger future gallops towards them as well. So once I understood this, Not that you want to do business necessarily in a feminine way, but you want to do business in a more feminine way, whatever that means for each individual. Then you start to tap into all the secrets of the universe. I kind of want to say it that way. And you have this, to use a masculine term, you have this edge that nobody else seems to be using. And this is why you can increase your results very, very quickly while having an obscenely high quality of life. This is not about working 14 hours a day, evenings, weekends, and saying one more email and mommy will be right there filled with guilt. This is about how good can I have it in this lifetime? And where do I stop and why? It's not about the money. Okay, the money is fantastic. It's not about the growth. It's a combination of the money and the growth and the fulfillment and the bliss and the pleasure. And when you put these together, you have a business that scales and runs itself according to the eight principles of the leveraged business book, right? A business that continues to grow, run itself without you being in the day-to-day operations of your business while you align your life around your pleasure and your values. And then you have this incredible life where you are creating an impact you are changing people's lives. You are providing your family and your, you know, everybody that surrounds you with money. And, and you're wondering, I, I just didn't know it could be so good. Hey, this is Tyler. Oftentimes, business owners and entrepreneurs hire me because they are stuck. Their business is stuck. They've hit a wall and can't take their business to the next level. And they're frustrated. When I grew my second business, it took me a while to get the pieces to fit. But once they did, the business scaled fast. In fact, it grew to $25 million in annual revenue and ultimately sold for eight figures. So I decided to put together a roadmap for scaling a business. I want to help stuck business owners that want to scale but are having challenges. It's called the Scale in 5 Roadmap. And you can get a copy by doing the following. Text the number 55 444 and type the word scale and hit send. A copy of the roadmap will be sent to your inbox. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are changing people's lives. You are providing your family and your, you know, everybody that surrounds you with money. And and you're wondering, I, I just didn't know it could be so good. Love it. What you just said was like, there's just so much there. I'm going to switch gears here because I have some other questions for you. And I'd love to get a little bit into the tactical part of it. You just said some really cool things in the book. One thing you talked about is predictable growth. I'd like to define what predictable growth is. And then you said it's a weekly process. Can you kind of talk through first, what is predictable growth? And then what does that weekly process look like? Yeah. So one of the things we do with our members at the very beginning of a new year, every year, we do a planning and strategy day. Hundreds of us get together and we map out where we want to be in one year's time, 12 months, and we reverse engineer the activities that will get us there. Okay. Nothing new here so far, but most people then wake up in November and be like, wait, what? Where are we? Did we get any of this done? Right. Right. And so instead, it's about being really strategic about which of these activities you're going to get done in what quarter and in what month. And with people like us, we want to get it all done first quarter. Right. 100% of the time. I've never met anybody who didn't want to get it all done first quarter and thought they could actually. Right. But when you are realistic with yourself and you start to prioritize and be strategic about it, then it's it's okay committing to almost like a 13 week year each quarter of here are my three things that I'm going to work on in that will move my business significantly forward. And then it's about having daily accountability, weekly check-ins where we say, are we on the goal? Is this actually happening? Tracking everything so that you're having, instead of checking in, you know, every few months where you don't have much time to course correct before the end of the year, you're checking in every week and saying, are we on course here? And if not, what is happening and how can we course correct? And when you have what we call a process-driven business, I talk about this in the book as well, and a transparency-driven business where we're all working together to achieve the end result, but we're not waiting until August or November. We are checking on January 7th, are we on track? And January 14th, and what needs to happen today to make sure that we predictably reach the results? It's all about just breaking it down. I used to do this the very first year of my business 21 years ago. It was like, how many clients do I need to have each month to be able to make $72,000 a year? And if I didn't make that one month, I would double down on my result, my marketing the next month to create that and more. And so it's basic, but most of us entrepreneurs are wired to have lots of ideas. We're wired to start new things. In fact, the word entreprendre 
is the base of entrepreneur, and it means to initiate. But we are not typically people, but 95% of us are people who have lots of ideas who are not wired to follow through. So when you create what I call structure for your nature, structure for your entrepreneurial nature, and you have a focus on implementation, if you have a focus on deep level accountability and regular check-ins where everybody is responsible for reaching the year-end goal, then that becomes predictable. I love that. Teams sometimes, developing a, a staff and a team that the owner can rely on is a challenge for owners. And one thing I love in your book, you talk about an intrapreneur. Can you talk about that a little bit, both the term intrapreneur and maybe just teams in general in terms of what business owners can do to develop a, an accountable team that's, that's delivering to reach this goal that you get your clients to? Okay, so first, one of the things we do, and I won't talk to any prospective new member of my team unless I have them take assessments. I won't even have a conversation that's five minutes. I need to know how you're wired. Are you wired to come up with new ideas? Because I don't need that. I have plenty of ideas. (laughs) I need you to finish what I started. I need you to implement. I need you to be process-driven. And I need you to, it sounds whatever, I need you to. I'm doing this in the interest of time. Yeah, I get it. So not only that, but I'm not looking for somebody to clock in and clock out and try to be under the radar, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm looking for the type of person who owns it as if it were their own business. So you may be in my finance department, you may be in my marketing department or my sales department, but the goals at the end of the year, it's not resting on Fabian's shoulders that we reach this financial goal or whatever the goal is. It's on all of us. So you need, you are hired into Voltart to in, in your position to own it as if it were your own business. And that is an intrapreneur. An entrepreneur is self-employed. An intrapreneur is employed within your business, but acts as if they have their own business. We're not looking for loose cannons, outliers. <laughs> Those don't have a place in my business and I don't think they should have in yours because that's not creating a process-driven company. But you're looking for somebody who is wired to finish things, wired to meet expectations and who have a certain sense of responsibility. And not everybody is like that. But what happens is when you build a team of intrapreneurs, those kinds of, and and you start this, it's in the job description. It's in the five minute check-in before you have the interview. It's in every aspect of the interviewing process. It's in the onboarding. It's in the weekly this that I do and the monthly team connection calls. We review again and again in a fun way, all the values. So the person coming in knows that this is going to be a process-driven company with tons of accountability and you will be responsible for growing my business with me and for me. And when the right person who is wired that way loves to be part of something bigger than themselves, their life's purpose becomes helping you fulfill your business's purpose, your mission. And they feel an incredible amount of pride. Not everybody's like that. But when you hire entrepreneurial people and you use them for their unique ability and you give them stuff to do that they would do for free all day long because this is why how they're wired, they will do things for you that are shocking and they will stay with you for years. 
Yeah, I love that explanation. Hey, I've got a couple more questions for you. Everybody obviously wants growth and they also want free time or you hear that a lot. Hey, I want to work less. I want to make more. Can you give us like three actionable tips around what are some things people could do if that's their goal, more growth, make more time for themselves at the same time? What are some three actionable tips that come to mind? Okay. The first thing I want you to think about is how you're using your time now. Mm. Starting to, if you were to write down, and I talk about this in the book, if you were to write down all of the actions that you took in the last two weeks and categorize them into four different categories, the ones that come naturally to you, that you're like crushing it, that's how you make money and you would do for free all day long, ironically, versus all the things that you are are costing, the things that you're involved in that are costing your company money, you would realize that the majority of your time is actually spent in the things that you're not that good at that don't bring you joy and that are just like, frankly, somebody else could do better. And this is where you spend most of your time. So one of the things we do with our entrepreneurs is get them clear into how they're using their time and delegate, automate, or eliminate all the things that are a waste of time. All of a sudden you're flush with time. Then the idea is to work on the things that you're uniquely brilliant at. So that's the number one tip. The second is about applying the Pareto principle to your business and how you use your time. The reason that we often work evenings and weekends and can't go to the beach with our family without bringing the laptop and saying one more email, I'll get in the water with you, is because we have multiple full-time jobs, right? So we have the, most of us in the beginning, we have to deliver to the client the result that they're paying for. So that's almost a full-time job, especially if we have a full practice, whatever that means for each of us. Then we have the sales, the marketing, the customer service, all the things. When you understand that in each of these categories, 80% of the activities are providing 20% of the results, and 20% of the activities are bringing 80% of the results. You can just stop there, take a whole year to change how you use your time. This is what we talk about in the leverage your time activator. You just stop doing the things that are 80% of your time that bring in 20% of your results. If you were to put a pause button unapologetically on all those things, you get back 80% of your time. And this is how you now employ two tactics. The first one is to bring that 20% that provides the 80% of results. Just grow that. Grow that back up to 80%. So now you have 80%, 80%. Compound effect. And the, the second for that second tip is to just take more time off. Stop working evenings and weekends. Done. Be done. So that's the Pareto principle in action. And the third is understanding that you can't really grow your business exponentially in between client appointments. And so we need to carve out time in our day. We need, it's my suggestion and it always works if you follow it. So when you carve out a non-negotiable time in your each week to work on what we call EGAs, exponential growth activities, where no team can have access to you, no client has access to you, nobody's asking you to run to the supermarket to pick up something. You are literally focused on the exponential growth activities, the ones that we mapped out in the planning and strategy day, 
the ones that will get us to that result. And you are creating that focus time with massive boundaries. And you provide yourself everything that you need, that your brain needs, that you, all of the, remove all of the distractions. And you get, you get to work on those EGAs. You will create results you have never experienced before. So those are my three tips. The first one is to focus on your unique brilliance and delegate everything else. The second is the Pareto Principle 80-20. I put a kibosh on all the stuff that's not producing 80% of results and to work on your EGAs during an EGA day each week. Wow, that's good stuff. Really powerful. I've got one last thing I want to ask you from the book. You said growth sucks cash. So when growth starts to happen, it sucks cash. Can you talk about that a little bit? So as a company scaling is starting to suck cash, what can you do about that? What What's the general way to deal with it? Growth sucks cash is especially in the, when you're at six figures and you're looking to get to seven figures. There's that really interesting time when you make much more than you used to in the beginning, but you know, you need team. Now, this was especially true when we had offices and we had people with computers and stuff like that. Our world has changed over the last couple of years, but still the idea of you can't do more because there's no more of you to go around. So you need to delegate and bring on a team. And at first, that's very jarring and it's very expensive. We see it as a cost. Growth sucks cash is we need to bring all these people on, you know, to move the business to the next level. The way to do that is to hire very strategically in the sense that you're hiring the right person, everything we've talked about. But for the first three months, you're only giving them things to work on that will bring, that will do two things. One, bring in money. So give them a project that will have them pay for themselves. And number two, take things, so many things off your plate that you could then go and hustle to make some money. You go into your masculine energy and you, you make some money. And the combination of these two things means that this is my experience within three to four months using this tactic, everybody starts to pay for themselves very quickly which means that it's no longer, it's they are paying for themselves and the new clients are paying for them or the new customers or the new product or whatever. And so if you want to build your team, it doesn't have to suck cash. It doesn't have to go eat into the profits. You just strategically find a way for them to pay for themselves. Got it. Got it. Makes total sense. I, I, my final question, I always like to end this way. Do you have uh, a business or a life tip that you can share with us that hopefully will make us better either in our business or our life? I think it's really going back to how good can I have it? I'm French originally. I live in Paris. There's a reason I came back here is because everything all throughout the day, we're talking about pleasure in the U.S., in Anglo-Saxon countries, it, the, the word pleasure is often tied to guilty pleasure, sinful pleasure. And I've met too many entrepreneurs who have who are burnt out, anxious, and who want to throw away their business because after working so hard, they don't really have that much bliss, joy, and pleasure in their lives. So I tilt the whole conversation, put it on its head and say, how good can you have it? How good are you allowing yourself to have it? And where do you stop and why? And then chasing bliss, chasing joy and saying, you know what? I deserve it. I deserve to have it all. I deserve to have money. 
I deserve to have impact. I deserve to have freedom. And I deserve to have a life so good, my relationships be so good that I cry from gratitude. Wow. That's a good one. You are a blast listener. I feel like we just scratched the surface on so many topics, but I appreciate everything you've shared. Your website is boldheart.com. Once again, boldheart.com. I'll put these in the show notes at Think Tyler. Your book is The Leverage Business. Great book. I really enjoyed reading it. If anybody in the audience wants to reach out to you or connect with you, is there any way you, anywhere you'd want them to go? Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me, of course, on the boldheart.com website and really all the social media channels. Okay, awesome. Well, hey, you. this was an amazing discussion. You're, you're fun to listen to. You have so much knowledge. Really appreciate you, uh, you being a guest and hopefully in the future you can come here again. I would love to. Thanks for having me, Tyler. Thanks everybody for listening in. Thank you. That's all for this episode of Think Business with Tyler. But we have plenty more resources to help you in your pursuit of business excellence on our website at thinktyler.com. If you'd like to be featured in a future episode of the show, feel free to reach out to us on social media at think underscore Tyler. We look forward to helping you think life, think success, and think business. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives' activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Electricast. Tricast.